I usually do not start out a show like this, talking about one certain thing. Usually, I start a show going on some long, absurd rant about something in sports that I find is a fault, or some type of strategy that was not used. That's very different today. I'm starting hot out the gate with the Bears-Broncos game. It's weird to be on the end of a good bounce that somehow works out in your favor. A certain man named Bradley Chubb tackled a certain quarterback named Mitch Trubisky, and for some reason, I mean, only some higher being knows, was flagged as some sort of roughing the passer shenanigan call. The Bears move up to the 45-yard line, where Mitchell Trubisky was somehow being possessed by maybe a Brett Favre or some other quarterback that was clutch. Gets himself down the field for Eddie Panero for a 54-yard kick, which he drills so clearly through. Couldn't have been a more perfect kick. The Bears got the job done. They got some help from the refs. But bad calls went both ways. Still makes me feel a little guilty, though. Still makes me wonder... What if that call doesn't happen? Are the Bears sitting one-on-one -on -one in a game they really should have lost? The Bears are not good. Mitchell Trubisky is not good. The Bears' defense is amazing. The play calling? I don't know if Trubisky's bad or if their coach doesn't know what he's doing anymore. He's darn lost his mind and is trying to go back to basics or something. No one knows. ESPN doesn't know. Fox Sports doesn't know. I sure as heck don't know. Oof. There's a lot of breath right there. I think the moral of this Bears game story is that maybe you don't need a quarterback to win games anymore. Maybe you just need a great defense and a little luck from some referees. Granted, Mitch Trubisky, I guess the whole game made a few good throws, especially that last one, but our kicker, he bailed us out. Our kicker, you know, he became the farmer because he bailed us out. That's a lame joke. Anyways, that's how I'm starting the show off today. With some fire, with some energy. You're listening to Benchwarmers Club Sports Entertainment Podcast as you hear my computer in the background. Ooh, I'm darn well out of breath between yelling at the new Korn album and the Chicago Bears. I'm surprised I'm even able to record today. But anyways, we got a lot to talk about here on Benchwarmers Club Sports and Entertainment Podcast. We're again without Josh Mensfeld. He decided that 2K was more important than this show, darn it. So he's not hes not even here. It's just me. Yours truly. Here to yell at you absurd things. But before we get into all the football talk, I gotta give my basketball viewers a little something. I gotta give them a little a pinch, a little sprinkle of something to talk about. So I've made a list of the three NBA teams I am so excited to watch this season. So much so, I can't sleep at night. So many other things too, but this is one of them. I can't sleep at night thinking about these three teams and what they're going to do. Let's start at the top of the list. I picked many things when it comes to the Western Conference. At points, I think I've said Denver. At points, I think I've flip-flopped back to the Clippers. But I'm set. The Denver... Nuggets. Gotta make sure I say Nuggets and not Broncos because I've had so much football in the mind. The Denver Nuggets are winning the Western Conference. Probably against Golden State. Or against maybe the Clippers or Lakers. But Denver is winning the Western Conference. And they are my number three team I'm most excited to see. 
how will the Joker progress? How will Jamal Murray progress? Is Bull Bull the real deal? There's so many great questions, so many great problems. Okay. <coughs> In fact, it's hard to comprehend if they play even at higher potentials. If they're a one or two seed going into the playoffs. It doesn't matter though. The West, I think in a controversial take, is going to be Denver's to lose. The Clippers, they got the stars. The Clippers, they got everything with them. But there's something the Clippers don't do. It's close. Denver, I think they're closing. History will repeat itself for the Clippers, where they seem to have such a great roster, like those days with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, but things are going to fall apart, and the clock's going to strike midnight. And maybe... Some bad things are going to happen to the Clippers where things don't go their way this season. My number two team, ironically enough, is the Los Angeles Clippers. I'm excited how Kawhi Leonard's going to fit on this team. I'm excited about how Paul George is going to look in this system. And I'm excited to see how Patrick Beverly looks. They're going to be a defensive monster of a team. In fact, there might not be a better defensive team in the NBA besides maybe Popovich that he puts on the court every night with San Antonio. But this team's going to fight. They're going to be scrappy. And I am so excited to see what they do. They could destroy my Denver take. Absolutely obliterate it. And that's where my intrigue comes in. They can destroy me and prove me wrong. How can you not love that? I'm, 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 I'm going with two Titans right now. Who's going to take the West? I think it's Denver, easily could be the Clippers, and they're darn well favored to take it. Number two team, that's who I'm excited for, the Clippers. I can't wait to watch them live. My number one team to watch this year, get ready for it, is the New Orleans Pelicans. What? Why the Pelicans? Easy. Zion Williamson. Lonzo Ball. The rest of this cast of young ex-Lakers players and young guys like that Alexander guy from Canada who played, I think, at Virginia Tech. Those type of guys all meshing on this team with not really a veteran presence. How do we know it won't work out? What if this team creates some noise? <clears throat> there's spots in the West that aren't up for grabs, but there's definitely an eight seed that is. Is that scene New Orleans? The story writes itself. Does Zion live up to who he's supposed to be? How can he not? We gotta watch. And that TV is gonna be edge of your seat content. And Fox and ESPN and The Athletic and all these sites are gonna hype them up all year. The key is, listen to the hype. The key is, keep rolling with that. There's just so much excitement to be had with this New Orleans team. And they're going to be on my TV if I ever get the game 100% of the time. Unless the Bulls are playing. But if the Bulls are playing, I'm not watching them. Yeah, anyways, uh, moving on. Let's let's just go into the NFL. I don't want to waste your time anymore. We got we got two quarterbacks go, going down here. We got the Rams. You know, they got... No, no, sorry, not the Rams. We got the Steelers, you know. Ben Roethlisberger goes down. They got to go with a guy named Mason Rudolph. And uh, then you got uh, you got uh, the the other guys, you know. Uh, is 
said the Steelers already. You got the Saints, you know. You got Drew Brees going down for Teddy Bridgewater. <coughs> if, if I had to pick who's in a better spot right now, I'd say the Pittsburgh Steelers. The reason that I say this is that the Steelers have something that the Saints don't. Time. Use this year to see if Mason Rudolph can be the guy. He went to Oklahoma State. He was kind of a, he was a decent player. I didn't think he was a top tier prospect, but he definitely brought something to the table. He definitely was a fighter, and he definitely made Oklahoma State teams much more better. But is Mason Rudolph a starter in the NFL? I never thought so. But Pittsburgh, you can decide if he is. You're not winning this year. Maybe you were a 10-6 team at best. Maybe an 11-6 team. But now with this Mason Rudolph guy, let him prove that he's a starter. If he doesn't work out, you just draft someone. Use it as a tank year. Find a new quarterback. Maybe Big Ben comes back and things get better and now you got a new prospect. Pittsburgh is building. You lost stars. You lost Le'Veon Bell. You lost Antonio Brown. And now you got this Fitzpatrick guy. Or Fitz, whatever his name is. I think it is Fitzpatrick or Fitz something from Miami. You got this new corner for your first round pick. You know, maybe second round you go and get somebody. Got a high second round pick in a third round. I don't know. It's, make some trades. You can find ways to make this better. All I'm saying here, though, is if you're Pittsburgh, you're in a better spot because New Orleans hasn't looked amazing. This year, they have not looked like this incredible, overwhelming team that we might have thought they were. All we've seen is a New Orleans team that looks better than usual. Nothing revolutionary like last year. No Drew Brees is going to throw this all at a whack. Teddy Bridgewater, he's going to, you know, Teddy's probably good for a win or two, but I think we already know what Teddy Bridgewater kind of is as a quarterback. He's not a, he's not on the same plane as Drew Brees, but you don't have time if you're the Saints. And you know why you don't have time? Because you're in win-now mode. After last year, you guys got absolutely destroyed with a call, which was stupid. You lost time. That was your year. This is like a redo. Without Drew Brees, you're putting yourself in a terrible condition. And now Drew Brees' hand's going to be hurt, so he gets to the playoffs and takes a hit or two. Who knows if he's even ready to play? I'm, I'm not seeing the positives. I'm looking for them. But from the Saints, you're maybe six, seven games without the guy with a high chance of maybe re-injury. Where the Steelers have less expectation on them. You got more time to work with. That's why I'm saying Steelers get the better end of this because Rudolph's good. Hey, you move on from Ben. You got some cap space you build. Can't move on. Then maybe Ben comes back. And now you got some more prospects. It's win-win. The playoffs probably wasn't in the picture. So let's not pretend that the like, playoffs right now isn't in the picture. With Ben, maybe. But now it's not. Get over it. Do your best to salvage what you can and see what Rudolph is. See if this team can gel together and become more talented. See if James Conner truly is the answer when Le'Veon Bell left that you wanted him to be. Don't become too self-righteous. Don't you dare start to believe in your arrogance that you can still do so amazing. Don't be arrogant. Arrogance isn't good in sports. You want realism. You're probably now not making the playoffs. Go out there and see what you can do. And it's win-win. Maybe by some chance by God you do make the playoffs, as unlikely as it is now. Rudolph, he's a hero. I'm looking for problems here. I'm only finding more solutions. Let's go over a few games here. Um, looking, oh, quick baseball update. We never do baseball on this show. Cincinnati's up 3-2 on the Cubs. My Cubbies really need this. 
I want them to make the playoffs again. But things aren't looking good because, you know, we have Hugh Darvish pitching. That means nothing good ever happens when he happens to be in the game. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about baseball anymore. It's already depressing me. Let's go to some football. I already talked about the Bears game. What more must I say? Let's go to week two. It's looking at a few big games here. The Every sports analyst has been saying, is it the end of Cam Newton? The end of Cam Newton was last year. Don't kid yourself. When he hurt his shoulder, that was it. He's running less. He, he clearly doesn't have the same arm. The Cam Newton train is over. He comes back. He doesn't have his legs to make those crazy plays because he's taken all these beatings over the year. Cam's not the same player. And if you keep running him out there like he's 22-23 at Auburn scoring touchdowns, he's going to get badly injured. Cam, for a long time, could take these hits, but he can't now because with age comes your immortality lost. Cam's immortality's lost. Let's go over some more games. Lamar Jackson keeps proving me wrong, so we're going to skip that. Good work, Lamar Jackson. You're making me look like a fool. Jimmy Garoppolo looked good? Granted, it was, a, it was against the Cincinnati Bengals, but Garoppolo looked good in that win over the Bengals. LA Chargers lose to the Lions. I, I don't care. Good work, Lions. My fancy kicker missed, so nothing else to say about that game. Vikings lose to the Green Bay Packers. Now we we gotta we gotta do some evaluation here. Let me look at the clock because I'm I want Ryan to hear what I'm about to say here. 10:52, Ryan, go to 10:52. And I'm 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 basically directly speaking to Ryan right now here at 10:52. Ryan, your team has made a terrible mistake. Kirk Cousins tried to lose you that game. In fact, I if I didn't know any better, he was paid to lose you that game. But you won. Oh, sorry, and you lost. Dalvin Cook and his glass bones did his best to win you the game. Kurt Cousins did everything possible to lose it. It's like kind of a counterbalance. Kurt Cousins is a waste of money. You messed up. You could have kept doing something else. Could have tried a rookie. Maybe stuck with Bridgewater. Maybe Bridgewater would have given you the same results as Kurt Cousins. Kurt Cousins plays good against bad opponents and plays bad against good opponents. He hasn't played to the level of his competition. He plays above or he plays below. It's just what he is. We know what Kirk Cousins is. He's not throwing any new tricks. He's not getting better. He's he's stayed the same since Washington, since he was mediocre, above average, top 15, maybe top 20 quarterback. He's done nothing. So you're stuck with him, though. So all I say is, Vikings, you've really pinned yourself down here. You really have. You, you don't have much to work with. You gotta hope Dalvin Cook... Stays healthy. <coughs> Your defense played bad in the whole first half. Got it together in the second half. Vikings, I'm a, as a Bears fan, we're in trouble. You guys are in more trouble. At least we can get rid of Trubisky, no problem. You guys can't get rid of Cousins because he's going to cost you half your organization. Anyways, so we got Jacksonville and uh, the Houston Texans. Houston wins. Good work. I think uh, their quarterback, obviously, uh, Deshaun Watson. I hate him because he's from Clemson, but I like him because he's a good quarterback. He, he deserves praise he gets. He's great. He he played fine. Nothing crazy. Looking at some, let's go look at the analytics. You know, 159 yards, no interceptions. I can live with that. You know, he had a few rushes. He didn't do much, but he played good. He didn't create mistakes. Ooh, Buffalo Bills, 2-0. We live in a, some kind of phantom zone right now. I don't know how this is happening. Patriots win 43-0 over the Dolphins. Shocker. Antonio Brown, that nutcase is just... 
He just plays good. That's what he does. He's a little crazy, and I mean, you don't know what he's going to do next, but the man plays good. What can you say? Seahawks beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. As I said, Steelers, you guys are in trouble. You're in a lot of trouble. Cowboys beat the Washington Redskins. I, I think this was maybe the most predictable game all week, besides maybe the Patriot one. Colts beat the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee, you beat Cleveland. You fell asleep this week. You are what we expected to. The Browns obviously aren't on the high horse that some... Sorry. I, I got all mixed up with my thoughts there. Tennessee, you destroyed the Browns. The Browns weren't as good as people perceived, which means the Titans weren't as good as people perceived. There. Chiefs beat Oakland. Patrick Mahomes is amazing. He's probably the second best quarterback, maybe the best. One more must I say. My fantasy running back did bad. Um, uh, the Chiefs, oh, Oakland. Oakland was fighting in that first quarter, but they, they gave it up. Mahomes did stuff. Derek Carr looked all right. Eagles lose to the Falcons. This one surprises me. Because I, I thought the Eagles were pretty safe to win this game. But, you know, Wentz. Wentz, one touchdown, two interceptions. Those injuries clearly did stuff to him that were seeing. And Dak Prescott's a better quarterback. That's all I'm going to say. Because apparently that's some kind of rivalry. Uh, Cleveland destroyed the Jets. Well, I mean, the Jets quarterback is mono, so good work. Cleveland, next next week, who are you playing next week? Let's look. Where, where is the Cleveland Browns schedule? You're playing the Rams. Cleveland, I pray you're ready. Or else the Rams are going to smack you. Bring your A game, like you did this week, just against an actual team. Bring your A game. <coughs> I got to bring my A game. I'm coughing like crazy. Where are we at? We're at about 15 minutes now. Let's, let's go to the college football, because there were a few college football stories I really wanted to you know, chat about, get out of my system. Because uh, South Carolina lost to Bama in what was a predictable game. Michigan State lost because, I guess, their kicker and their special teams put too many guys on the field. Just looking to see if there's an actual big game. Oh, man. I mean, my team's all lost, except for Northwestern. They beat UNLV. Uh, any, what was, what was the big game I was watching? Let me see. I'm trying to find something with some ranked teams because I, I honestly just can't always remember what games were going on, honestly. Because, you know, it was so long ago. <laughs> uh, I'm seeing nothing that's really striking me. Wow, Clemson destroyed Syracuse. What a surprise. Um, yeah, nothing, it looks like nothing happened this week. You didn't really have to watch this week. All you had to do is watch Bama beat South Carolina in a heart. Oh, Iowa, Iowa State. Where is that game? Let me let me find it on the old phone. Illinois sucks. Notre Dame's good. UCF's gonna declare themselves a champion two years in a row. Sorry, an undefeated champion like a few years ago. Yeah, Iowa beat Iowa State somehow. Everyone was talking about how this was a crazy conclusion. Iowa finds ways to do that. Don't be surprised. California barely beat North Texas. Gotta watch out for North Texas, you know? A little colder there, they're able to practice more in the heat, you know it's rougher. North Texas, you can you can do more. Yeah, that's that's all college football. No crazy games, no games that I really highlighted, except for that South Carolina Alabama game, but it downright depresses me, so I really don't want to talk about it. 
<coughs> Champions League today. Barcelona, Dortmund tied. Polish League, Cracovia beat Piast, the defending champions, and Cracovia soccer is now second place in Extra Classica. That's your soccer update for the week. And that's all I have lined up for the show, folks. Hope you enjoyed my little rundown. There weren't a lot of stories. It was more so football stories and little developing lines about quarterbacks on who were healthy and who were not. That's all, though, guys, so... God bless, praise Christ. Thanks for listening to Bench Warmers Club. Please, and I beg you, please, like us on Facebook. If you like us on Facebook, you can take part in our polls and other things. Like, I'm putting a poll up tonight because I have fun with those things. Take care, guys. Signing off. You just listened to Bench Warmers Club Sports and Entertainment Podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope you listen again. Until then, God bless, praise Christ, and thank you for listening to the show.